This is the More Than Work podcast, where we talk all about how to gain more satisfaction in your job. It's possible to enjoy your life and your work, because business is personal. Hey, More Than Workers, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. We're going to sing it. Go ahead, Matt, finish it. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a... Take it home, Diana. I refuse to participate. <laughs> I didn't. I thought Bring that it would home. end there. I thought that would end there. It's a one horse. It's over. When I was a little kid, I thought it was one horse soap and sleigh. Soap. And I thought, what is a one horse soap and sleigh? Like, why is no idea they made soap out of horse? That's your Christmas list. I want a horse. I want soap, and I want a sleigh. So I got a one horse soap and sleigh. Perfect. Yeah. Random, but if that's what you want. Yep. For random, but or okay. it's like like the story of the little kid who says talks about uh, the reindeer and said, "What's your favorite reindeer?" And they say, "Olive." You know, all of the other reindeer. Olive. There's a children's book called Olive the Other there Reindeer. Is. Somebody yeah. ran with that. Somebody ran with that. Did a whole children's children's book called so mm-hmm. Clever. All of the Other Reindeer. Yep. So clever. It's fun. So anyway, no. If you're listening to the More Than Work podcast here, and you're curious about why are we talking about like Christmas and holiday stuff, it's because it is Christmas. It's around the holidays. We're around that time, but you being a more than worker, aren't just thinking about the holidays. You're probably also thinking about work. That's how you think. That's how you roll. Whether you're an employee, whether you're frontline manager, whether you are an executive, whether you're a business owner, you're probably still thinking starting to think about next year and you probably should be. So, you know, you should be thinking about strategic planning and all of that. And if you're looking for how to do great strategic planning, you can go back to one of our previous episodes where we do talk about strategic planning. We do a very good job of strategic planning. We get very good reviews from our clients that we walk through in the process because we do a form called identity-based strategic planning that helps people focus on who they are and that helps them to be more successful as an organization moving forward. That is true for you as an individual as well. So some of you may be thinking, what kind of New Year's resolution should I set for myself next year? Most New Year's resolutions fail, just like most strategic plans fail. And why do they fail? It's because we fail to systematize the changes that we want to make. So we're going to walk through a process. And the three of us are going to do it together. We're going to walk through through this together. We're missing Bethany today. So we'll, we'll, we'll say we'll miss Bethany. We're missing her. We miss her. Bye, Bethany. We miss you. And we have Diana Royalty. And we've got Matt Griswold on here from the People-Centric Team. And we are going to walk ourselves through a game plan for next year for individually, not for the company, but individually. And what you can do is follow along. You can pause along the way and you can think about what you want to create for yourself. Uh, But we're going to walk through some just really good questions here that we tend to walk people through. Uh, We used to do an event every year that we used to do this. We called it get out of your own way. And we would walk participants through this. And it was so popular. People would come back every year, even though they knew what we were going to be doing. They knew we were going to walk through it just because it's going to take time. So let's take some time. Let's set some really good goals for next year and let's be successful. Are you guys in on this? You guys ready for this? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Diana's super excited about this. Now Matt's trying to talk, but his microphone's not working. So that's how I filled in the space. Really? Oh, now it's working. I heard him too. <laughs> I, heard him too. I oh, don't okay. know what. Yeah. So my microphone wasn't working. Perfect. Mm. You know, Don, you talked about this, this end of the year here where people are winding down and, and uh, you know, this is maybe where people get to take some, some me time here. And, and I think if you're like most people get to breathe for just a second, but your mind does not stop working. The cool thing about the activity that we're going to walk through here that we used to do is 
it's not just about your job anymore or the business, but it's about you. Like you don't get to do that for the rest of the year. You get to do it for you right now though. And this, I think is why it was so popular when we were doing these, these uh, sessions each, you know, each year in January as well. Super well attended because it's a little me time here. Focus on you. That's a great point, Matt. So let's think about what are we going to accomplish for next year? Let's jump in. And Diana, I heard the enthusiasm in your voice earlier for this process. Yeah, I feel like I'm constantly introspective. So these types of things are painful for me, but I'm going to do it. She's going to do it because it's good for her. And she's going to do it because she doesn't want to Wednesday Adams her entire life. That's what we say about Diana sometimes. She wants to be, she needs a moment, right? She actually does want to, want to Wednesday Adams her entire life. Oh, yeah. that's probably, yeah. <laughs> that's probably a true yeah. yeah, that's a perfect statement. Sometimes Diana's just going to be like, no, you know what I really want to do? I just want to dance. That's what I want. And we'd be like, okay, do it, Diana. Let the real Diana out. Age is yours. One day I'm going to be like, Don, I'm leaving people centric to go work at a funeral home. And you're going to have to be like, well, that is your dream job. So, okay. Like, I just, yeah. I don't. <laughs> well, people will be dying to work with you if you do that. Uh <laughs> yeah so that'll be yeah goal set for number one all right well, let's jump into our vision vision 2022 so it starts off with if we think about next year we have to think of a vision for what winning really looks like at the end of the day so the first question that we want to have is your vision what's your vision for 2022 so what do you want your life to look at one way of doing this, if you want, if you're a listener at home, is you could even sit down and just start writing. If you'd like to write, write a little narrative for yourself. Just imagine yourself. It's a, it's a year from now and you're sitting at home thinking, man, that was great. That was so great. What a great year. I feel really good about my life. What's happening around you? Write down observations for yourself. Just make it and, and simple observations. They don't have to be like all the details. Don't, don't stress out about that. Just simple observations. Where are you when you say this? Who are you with? What's it feel like? What are you worried about? What are you not worried about? Probably um, if things go really, really well, what does that look like for you? So I'll start with you, Matt, where if things are going really, really well for you, it's December in 2022, what things are going really well for you, what's that look like? You know, um, I was thinking about this as you were talking and we're describing what this vision uh, looks like here. And I know when we're doing this with people, we have a tendency to always think about work because, you know, we're people centric and we're talking, you know, typically when we're talking to people, we're talking about work. And so our minds, you know, I want to be successful. I want a promotion or, you know, so I think from the work part of it, I've been doing a lot more of the, uh, you know, speaking and selling and and like that's just my jam to be able to be in front of people like that and so you know what if i put that down as like part of my vision then you know we'll get into next steps but what are some of those things that i needed to need to accomplish or what are the, some of those things that we need to do in order to be able to allow me to do that if that's what we want to do but then we have this personal part of it too where do you want to be in life like what's what's your vision look like do I even want to be a people centric anymore? You know, no, no kidding. I'm Wait. just kidding. I, 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 <laughs> I mean, probably, but if we're being transparent as we're going to do this, right? 50, 50. I'm just saying right now. It's... But you're like, let's evaluate that right now. on the <laughs> Right. Right. New topic. But you know, last year, had, you know, I had a pretty good year, had a pretty good year with, you know, got a boat. We did some camping, had, you know, I, I was able to check some things off the list and, 
And I think one of the things I think just being transparently for me, it's easy for me to go to the next thing. It's easy for me to just kind of go to the next thing. I got that or I, 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 you know, I bought that or I accomplished this and I check it off the list. And then the first thing that I do is I go, okay, what's next? What's the next thing I can get? And maybe I think part of my vision might be trying to find that contentment in the places or the things that I already have. Oh, I like that. I like that. I like how you laid out too, that you're like all these steps and you started to choke on that a little bit like, okay, well, that's going to require this and this. And I'm going to talk about worker at home. And you took a step back and said, this is really for my life. You know, we talk about work-life separation, but really it's more of the integration is the reality Mm -hmm. of it. Work is a big part of our lives. And it's not that what's the goals that you want to set it. We're not setting goals yet. We're not there yet. And this process is literally just a vision for the better future. Diana, what's your vision look like for next year as you start thinking about it or What's that starting to look like? I'm a very like all or nothing person. So when I commit to something or I make a goal like this, I go like way far down the road. And if I'm not doing everything perfectly, then I feel like it's a failure and I throw it away or I let other parts of my life go to accomplish this thing. So um, I think I need to work on finding true balance and eliminating some of that like all or nothing mentality and just sort of be okay with failure and be okay when I misstep and come back to those things and just find a better balance. Okay. I like that. Both of you kind of have that theme of it's not just the stuff that you want, but it's more of the, how you look at the stuff that you already have a little bit, a little bit of the balance stuff. Uh, That's good. So as you think about your vision just think about those things. Think about just a vision. It doesn't have to be just all about balance for yourself. It could be maybe stuff that you want, but it could be places that you are. It could be feelings that you have. It helps you to be able to set goals for yourself moving forward. I think for myself, I would love to see, I think this year has, the theme has been, I just absolutely love the people that I work with and they do such good work. We put them in such great positions. You guys are absolutely on that list. And I want more people on that list. I want a bigger list. I want people inside our company, outside our company. I want more people who are doing amazing things that help align with the direction that we're trying to go and the people we're trying to help and all of that kind of stuff. I'd like to see, see more of that. So, so more of the same of what we built in, in this year is what I'd love to feel. Awesome. Uh, so now that we've started with the vision piece, now we have to kind of assess ourselves a little bit right now. So it's easy to jump in and say, where am I short? Where do I fall short? But instead of saying where we fall short, I want you to say, where are you awesome? Let's start with that. What are some of the strengths that you have? I'm going to ask you, if you're a listener, if you're going to walk this whole process to list three to five strengths that you have, things that you're really good at doing. Now, how can you identify those things? Sometimes when we're good at something, we're just naturally good at it. And we don't even realize that that's unique for us. So sometimes it might be things that you look at other people and say, wow, why can't they do that better? Like I can do this really well. Why don't they do it really well? Or sometimes it might be things that other people tell us that we do a really good job at. So let's start thinking about some of our strengths. What Matt or Diana, I'll let you jump in. What are some of the strengths you think you bring to the table? You know, Don, we talked about this uh, over lunch today. And, you know, one of the things, the re- I should maybe give context. One of the reasons why we talked about it is because we were kind of doing a quarterly check-in. Hey, how are you doing? How's the job? Stuff like that. And we did that, uh, uh, you know, over lunch and we were, talking about identifying those strengths. And one of the reasons why it's important to be able to identify the strengths is because it might give you a little bit of insight on what it, what it is that you need to be doing. And maybe that's a different direction than where you're currently going. But I, I digress. I think some of the strengths 
that I would have is, of course, speaking and engaging, motivating and encouraging. I'm a bridge builder, fence mender, whatever, you know, those type, those types of things. I think, I think that's where I'm best used. I'm also, I also am good at the very little context and great. Let's dive in and have a big conversation about it. I, I, I like doing those types of things uh, too. I would say those are strengths. I would agree. It would be awkward for me to say, really? Oh, hmm. yeah. That is a different episode. That is a different episode. Different. <laughs> interesting, Matt. That's interesting that those are strengths that you think you have. No, I would agree with all of those strengths. Those are great. So then it's how can you lean into those even more in the next year to try to realize the vision that you have? That's great. Diana, what do you think? I think like always, my greatest strength is how organized and processed I am. Like my whole life is organized and processed and it's easy for me to do that. I don't think about it. It just is. And I think that helps me maintain focus and get a lot done and never feel like anything is too far outside of control because I constantly have the control. I like that. So that constantly, your goal is world domination. That's what you're headed towards. I mean, it could happen. That's what I'm saying. No, it's probably already has happened and we don't even realize it. That's how Diana would take over the world. We're all playing her game right now. We don't even know it. It's definitely happened at People Centric. You guys are just puppets in my game here. <laughs> I'm just saying dance puppets, dance for me. This is Don, great. what about you? This is great. Uh, I think that I'm a good storyteller. I think that I do some of that really well. So I like the idea of the opportunities to be able to do that. I am working on a book I've just started working on and I've got an editor and our team's starting to get involved with that. And so uh, that, that's, I think that's a, a strength that I am able to use. Usually I use that strength just working with clients and, and, and speaking and those kinds of things, but I, I'm excited to be able to apply that to writing. So that's one of the strengths I'll zero in on, yeah. I think for myself. I think, let me, let me take this maybe a next step in a little bit different direction. You know, we were talking about, gosh, it's hard to come up with your own strengths, or at least it's hard to humbly come up with your own strengths. You know what I mean? It, and a lot of people have a hard time going there. So I want to do this, Diana, I do appreciate the, how organized you are and how you're on top of it. But one of the things that people might not maybe gather from that, like if you just stop, like I'm super organized and I'm on top of it. Mm, okay. Words like rigid tend to follow that, right? Like, Oh, like stay in line with those types of things. But, but I think that I know you want to, I know you want to, but hang on, let me finish my comment because the thing that I think is a strength of yours too, is your flexibility. And I appreciate it so much because Diana is super organized and she is on it. And through my own faults, she has demonstrated tremendous flexibility of not how she would normally operate, but also, you know, being flexible with those things to be able to, if I call her and I say, Hey, can I, ha I, don't, I don't even ask her what she's doing or how many other things she says, Hey, this is what I need. Can you do this? And it's like 10 minutes later and I have it. And, and it's, it's amazing. The flexibility uh, behind that is, is phenomenal. You know, also being a COO, she's doing lots of things. You're doing lots of things that a typical CEO might not do, but I might say, Hey, Don, you want to go do this workshop? Don's not available. Okay, great. I don't even hesitate to say, Hey, Diana, you want to fly across the country and go do this workshop? Because I think you're great in that space too. So I think that, I think that I would add that to your list. And Don, one of the things that I think that I would throw out there for you is 
I, I still get enamored by this around you because sometimes I'll get drawn into the conversation or I'll, I'll make an assumption one step before you will. And which is, you know, on, on the outside looking in, it's like, that sounds great. You know, you're just more efficient. And, um, but most of the time it's not great. And I think one of the strengths for you is, I mean, you're a tremendous communicator, but you're a patient communicator. Like you're always that person that will continue to maybe not jump to that conclusion, give the benefit of the doubt, ask that next question, uh, just to make sure that we've uncovered it all before really, I mean, you're, you're a little bit, you know, several more steps down the road before you're making any assumptions there. And, and I think that's one of those things that I just, man, I really appreciate that about you too. So I thought that would, was, I don't, I'm not asking for a return. Don't pander, you know, don't pander to me. I'm just saying, those are the things that I was thinking of with you yeah. guys there too. Cause sometimes it's hard to think I'm on your own, but that's what I see with you. That was sweet. Thank you, Matt. Thank you very much. And you're, you're a, you're an above average dancer. I would say that. <laughs> love average dancer. with a trophy to back it up yeah yep. well and great- i'll add matt like you did mention that you're a great speaker and i think you're great because you keep looking for the opportunity to do better you've never just said like oh i'm great and this is how i do it you've always said i'm great and i can always do better and so there's like a good humility underneath that that helps you strive to keep changing and keep growing and i i appreciate that about your strength love that thanks so if you are having trouble with your strengths, as Matt just demonstrated for us in a very, very kind way, get with somebody who knows you and loves you and say, spend some time and say, hey, help me to understand this. And you can do this for each other. And it's, it's, it's very genuine. And you saw how specific we all were with each other and talked about specific situations. It's very helpful to be able to do that. That's great. And it might give you some insights for yourself. I've never heard anyone describe me as patient. So I described that. I appreciate that a lot. In terms of communication style, so that's that's helpful. Cool. The patient communicator. I heard I that. Patient. In no, general. I heard that. I've never heard the word patient just jumped out to me because a lot of times they <laughs> ask me, "What's your weakness?" My number one weakness is I'm not very patient. Yeah. But I like the idea that that's pretty cool. I think that's that's a cool thought to be able to think of saying, "Okay, like patient communicator." That's neat. Yeah. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, now, we, if we're going to talk about strengths, we got to talk about the other side. So I need you to think about something differently and think about like, what are the areas that we're not so good at? So, but not just what are we not good at? Because you can sit there and list all the things that we're not good at all day. You know, I'm not very good at drawing. I'm not very good at whatever those things are, but those aren't necessarily going to be relevant to your future really, because it's not like if you're not a good artist, I'm not a good artist. So I'm probably not going to go pursue a design job. So saying I'm not a good artist probably doesn't help me very much. Where I want you to start thinking about though is like, what are some of your opportunities? What are some opportunities that you have out there that you could maybe shift for yourself or learn for yourself, maybe pivot for yourself, learn something new. Think about something that you could take advantage of, correct something, get better at something, those opportunities for yourself. So anybody come up with something good for yourself? So I'll list one. I'll start one while you guys are thinking a little bit. Well, one, of, one, of the, one of the things that I was going to say, just to frame this a little bit deeper though, Don, just to yes. frame it a, a little bit deeper, I Please. think it's important how all of these tie together. You know, so when we're talking about the strengths, does the fact that I'm good at those types of things help me get to that overall vision that I started with? What about those things is helping me achieve those? Like, how do I draw from those? And the same thing with the opportunities. The same thing with the opportunities, recognizing... I might not be good at something like with me, I'm just not a very detailed and organized person. And that's, that's true. The next question is 
like, do I need to be, do I, am I required to be a detailed, organized person or, and this is not a cop-out, but, or is it good to recognize that if I'm doing a lot of like public speaking, selling those types of things that might be different than I'm leading through a lot of organizational redesign and, and, you know, maybe those different types of things that we do that might require more organized, specific thought. I also recognize, I think this is a benefit too. I also recognize that, you know, this is why it's important maybe even to do this as a team after you do this on your own, because you get to recognize those people who are and who are not for whatever the, whatever the, for whatever it is. Right. And I know this is one of the, this is where that positive came from Diana. I know I'm not organized and I know I'm not detailed. I know that's probably really frustrating to people who are whenever they work with me, but but at the same, (laughs) but at the same time, personally, that just makes me appreciate those people even more because I know I'm naturally not like that. But I think it's important to pulse check either any of these opportunities that you give yourself is it important that I am. And then, okay, how do I start to maybe build that if I need to? Or do I, is it important enough to just recognize that you are not and to step aside and let somebody else potentially do that? I think there's benefit in that too. Well, I think I have, sorry, Don, do you want to go ahead? No, go ahead, Diana. I think I have a sort of example. So my vision is to kind of like focus on this balance part and um, part of being, part of my strength of being organized is that I can take on a lot and I can say yes to a lot. And in the moment I can go get it done. And I usually don't have struggle managing all of that until it's too late. So recently I went to Don and I just said, Hey, um, I'm going to drop some balls. Like I just can't, I don't have enough time in the day or week or month to get all of these things I have been doing forever done with the workload that we have currently. And I don't think I was necessarily saying it for him. Like Don very much trusts me and knows that I'm gonna get stuff done as it needs to. But I was saying it to kind of test out my ability to find balance. And I was saying it to, to sort of give myself permission to not put everything as a priority all the time and to really find the real priorities do those and move on. Like I, I know my opportunity is saying no or delegating some more, but like, that's also very hard for me to do because my strengths, it's easy for me to just pick up more stuff. So I think, I think it tied back to that vision of like, I'm trying to find balance. And so my way to do that was to just give myself permission to find balance. That's the classic example of when a strength becomes a weakness or when a strength becomes an opportunity. Yeah, totally. Becomes the opportunity. Yeah. And it's a lot of times in the strengths world, they talk about dialing it up or down, right? If your strength is dialed up too high, it can become a weakness and your strengths dialed down too low. It becomes a missed opportunity for yourself. But, you know, like Matt, you talked about earlier, that's a great example to Diana of like the recognizing the opportunity isn't necessarily to change something about yourself, but maybe look and look at it a different way, have a different perspective or give yourself a little bit of space or grace to be able to do what you need to do. And then 
like Matt, we were, it's funny, we were up and we were up in Detroit working with a client this week and they shared a story that they, from somebody that they had known who's, who they were going over their strengths and weaknesses. And they, they were actually listed as strengths and weaknesses. And when they got to the weaknesses, somebody said, I'm not even gonna talk about my weaknesses because I never focus on my weaknesses. Those aren't, those aren't what I want to focus on. And that's the beginning of positive psychology, but it's a very primitive look at it. Like, like Matt, when you talk about you not being organized, like that's not the, 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 that's not a newsflash for our team. Like we know that we talk about that. Like we understand that, but like what I've seen you do that the opportunities that come from that, you could list not organized on there, but that's not very helpful. The opportunities that you have taken advantage of already is that one is you partner for performance. You know that it's good to have somebody like a Diana or somebody with you to help you to organize stuff. And there's a synergy that happens there when you work with somebody on that. Mm -hmm. The other opportunity I've seen for yourself is that, okay, give yourself a little bit of grace on like what our organization looks like. Like sometimes you're, you, you, a little bit of organization for you is a lot of organization and allowing yourself to do a little bit of that is helpful for you. Like I've seen you, like you, you do take notes sometimes and you do do calendars and stuff like that. There's some of that organization stuff that you do that you don't completely run away from it. You use what you do have for to as a strength to help yourself. So as you're looking for those opportunities, I think it's not just the weaknesses. It's not just the opposite of the strengths. It's what Diana said. How can you pivot your strengths to take advantage of things where maybe you're not so good at? Mm -hmm. I think that's a great thought. So we've talked about your vision, your strengths, your opportunities and moving through. Let's think about something a little bit harder now. Let's think about something, your obstacles. What are the things that are in your way? What are the things that are holding you back? And that could be a fear of something. You know, fear is really powerful. Fear of, of, of making a mistake, fear of failure, fear of upsetting somebody. Those fears are huge. So as you're thinking about your future right now, and I'm poking at this in terms of obstacles, what obstacles exist for you? It's important for us to know those things because we have to decide whether we're going to let those continue to be obstacles or not for us. It could be a lack of money. Could be lack of resources. It could be fear of letting somebody down, uh, just throwing those types of things out there. I know that a fear, I think an obstacle for myself is the perception of being so busy that I don't have time to focus on things that are important. I think that's an obstacle for myself. I can allow myself to get really busy and think my obstacles, I don't have time to do that. You know, I've, I've done a great job in the last two years of like my health journey. I've fallen off the wagon hard in the last like six months. And, and my excuse has been, we're so busy. We're so busy. I don't have time to do it. I don't have time to do it, but I'll still sleep in an extra 15 minutes. I could have got up, you know, a year ago, I would have got up 15 minutes earlier this morning and worked out briefly before coming to work this today. I like, well, I traveled yesterday. I'll just sleep in a little bit later, even though we slept in too while traveling. It was like, we had to get up super early. So that's like, uh, that's an example of like one of my obstacles. What do you think are some obstacles for you guys? I know one of my big ones is my perfectionism. I feel like if I'm not doing it perfectly, then it's not worth doing, which is completely crazy. And I intuitively understand that, but there is something very difficult in me about not getting it done either perfect or near perfect, you know? So um, that is completely I, crazy. That is weird. <laughs> it is, it is, but like, and I know that that perfect is the enemy of done. Like I've heard all of those phrases and I totally understand them and I coach people on them, but there is still something in me that makes it very difficult for me to not do it perfectly. So if I said, like you were saying, Don, I'm going to work out every day or whatever. If I missed one day, I would beat myself up for like six months and just be like, well, I'm a big failure. I can't do it. Right. Because I didn't do it perfectly. 
So for me, that like perception of perfect is very difficult for me to get over. And it's a huge, huge barrier for me. That's good. I, I like that you acknowledge that barrier. And I like, I think most people, when I hear them talk about barriers, they also talk about, well, obviously that's not a real barrier. I could get past that. I could do that. Like it's in my head. In your head is real. That's it's real. real. If you if you feel that way, that's a real barrier. So don't be afraid to like write those things down, like call those things out. That's a powerful one. Matt, are there any barriers in your in your world? What's your kryptonite, Matt? I was trying to think about this um, as well, trying to answer this for myself internally because I knew you were going to throw it to me, and I'm I'm having a hard time thinking of any specific obstacles. And maybe you guys can help me with that. Um, maybe I have a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me, Diana. I do, I do have one for you. All right. I think, I think one of your obstacles is that you are always on and we're, I'm thankful for that at people centric, but I don't think you take enough time to separate out what you're supposed to be doing. Like you don't give yourself enough time to say like, these are work hours and these are home hours. And while there's always that integration, you sort of mash everything together so there is no separation for you. And I think that's hard. I, I think uh, I think my wife would agree with that. <laughs> you know, it's funny because uh, literally Don called me yesterday and I was on the golf course with my dad, played nine holes. But, you know, I but even thinking about that, I mean, I was on the phone a lot of that time. I was on the phone a lot of that time also, you know, on one hand, that's a cool perk that I get to be able to do that. But I was also, I was also on email till 1030 last night too, sending proposals and stuff like that. So it's hard. I get it that that's an obstacle. I enjoy it, but, but yeah, I get it that that's, that could be a, an obstacle, I guess. It's probably a dial, right? It's not like stop doing that. Totally stop doing that. But there is, I think there is an opportunity there. Like you talked about enjoying, like Matt, you talked about just enjoying more of the things that you have and not just going and pursue the next thing. That could be, that's definitely, what Diana said is definitely an obstacle to that. Uh, Yeah, I think that's insightful. That's good. Yeah, that's good. I think this is why you're picking up a theme here as you're listening along with this. Sometimes this is an exercise that's good to start with yourself to try to get some insights for yourself. So just to review, we've done my vision, my strengths, my opportunities and my obstacles. But if you can partner with somebody to kind of walk through this process with, this even gets better because especially somebody who knows you because they can help you to uh, get some insights there. I'm going to move on to the next one here because we've got a few more to go and I want to make sure that you can walk through all of this stuff. One of the most important things that I think this is the one that gets dropped the most when we're, when we're planning, I'm sure none of, nobody's been surprised by any of the categories that we've asked for so far in terms of understanding yourself, in terms of creating your plan for next year. But this is the one that everybody's like, why are we talking about this one? And it's your fuel. We have got to have energy. Something fills up our tank. Something gives us energies during the course of the year. It's easy to get tired over time. You can't be a race car in the red for very long where you're over, overheat your engine and have to pull over. I think that's happened to uh, probably everybody who's listened to this at different times. And I'm sure everybody here on the call has listened to that. So let's throw something out that gives you fuel. What, what gives you, what puts fuel in the tank? What allows you to perform better in your life? Gives you energy. I think personally on a personal level, like it's, you know, spending time with my kids. Uh, I coach, I coach all of the littles basketball teams. That's three different basketball teams that I coach. And then of course, you know, Caden's a junior. And so I'm at all of his games too, but I love, I love coaching the kids and I love 
you know, being at the kids stuff, I think that gives me energy. I think as far as work energy, I love being in front of crowds of people. Uh, that's what gives me energy at work. I love to be able to go like the, the bigger, the better. It just, it, it gives me energy. Um, and Matt is a popular keynote presenter. So if you're interested in learning more about that, please join our, go to our website at peoplecentric.com. Yeah. yeah. Check that out. Diana, what gives you energy? I mean, oh yeah, my dog. Well, sometimes he's more of a pain than he's worth. Um, I honestly, I, I really enjoy the times when we're all together. That that has been a weird fuel for me because I didn't expect it, but I love hanging out with you guys. And especially if we can do it and just kind of joke and have fun and not talk about client stuff all the time, which we do a lot, but I love just kind of getting together with you guys. That definitely fills my cup. That's awesome. That's great. It's good because Don and I talked about trying to find a few opportunities next year where we can all get together. So I know we talked about it too. I think there's, I think there's going to be several of just, yeah, yeah different cities, different things. It's going to be fun. I think that's great. That's awesome. I think for me, it's going to be, um, first of all, doing nothing gives me some fuel, which I don't do that very often, like Wait, shutting oh, things off. Not enough people are willing to say that, but you're so right. I, I wish I would have said that. Like, yep, that's right. There's a, there's a lot of weekends where I think I've done better job this year where I did nothing or like just little, not like, like meaningless things of like, I'm going to go just trim the bushes in the backyard or just little things like that. Those, those work projects, those are, those give me some energy. I've also learned that I do get a lot of, like, I love hanging out with you guys. I love hanging out with our clients and, and talking and energize. That's energizing to me, but there's a piece of that missing sometimes that it's not for me. It's always for other people. And I've started, I've slowly learned that. And so one of the things I get fuel from is hanging out with people that also just, just selfishly, because I want to hang out with them and it's just fun, which sometimes that doesn't mean always different people. I think we've done a good job of better job of that maybe even this year, or I've done a better job of that. of just like sometimes just hanging out, like when we're on a trip of not always do it working, but just hanging out and enjoying each other just, just as friends. I think that's been pretty cool uh, as well. So yeah, you've got to find those things that fuel you, whatever those things are, if those are hobbies or whatever those are and use that. So everything we've talked about is my vision, my strengths, my opportunities, my obstacles, my fuel. Hopefully what you're seeing from this are some themes that drip, drip from this. You're probably getting an idea of like, what are some of the things that you could look at that you really need to focus on for next year? You're probably looking at some things going, wow, I do a really good job of this. And then some other things you're probably doing, man, I don't do a great job of this. I could do better. have probably dripped from this discussion. That's going to lead you to your goals. Uh, now, goals are bigger picture things that you want to achieve for next year. Now, you could set a thousand goals if you wanted to, but you're probably not going to achieve those. I just, what if you set three to five of those? Three, five, six, seven goals, whatever, just a few goals that are pretty simple that you could accomplish for next year. Uh, so, what are some things, what are some examples of goals that we might want to set? What do you think? Are you talking about personally or for us? I, well, just for us, yeah. They could be for us or they could be personally goals to set. I, I was trying to get you off the hook a little bit because as we go through this, it's hard to do a podcast and think through this process, but you need to spend a little more time than what we're doing live here. So like we, our team has not gone through this process individually yet. So I'm not sure that this is totally set up. So you could talk about goals that maybe have come to you already in this conversation, or maybe goals you've set in the past or goals you've seen other people talk about. I think, I think, you know, when we've done this in front of people before and, and you know, 
just to set the stage, when we do this live for people, we're giving them five to 10 minutes after each one of these sections to kind of sit and reflect and think, you know, a lot of times I like leading those conversations like gut reaction, let's get it. And this is not one of those, this is not one of those conversations there too. So maybe just a a tip, kind of like you were talking about, Don, this mimics the strategic planning process a little bit. It's hard to just start with goals. And I like how you've built the case here leading up to all of these things. And if you're, if you would have started, just say, Hey, give me three things you want to accomplish. And you didn't really put some thought into it, or you didn't really think about those streaks and weaknesses or the fuel, then you're probably going to come up with three very different, three to five very different things than after having walked through this. So I guess what I would encourage people to do is they're listening to this. Don't just answer that right off the bat. Like maybe go back and look at your strengths. Maybe go back and look at your opportunities and see how well those align with the vision that you said that you were gauging your success by. And then now I think maybe you're in a good position to be able to, to even set some goals after you do that. And you set those goals and you can look at it on paper. I think it's a good time to look at, okay, uh, what are the obstacles that I said were going to be in front of me? Now I need to make a game plan and maybe the first steps of each of those, which I know you're about to get into steps, but maybe the first steps of each of those goals is a step towards overcoming the obstacle that you think might stop you from achieving that goal, if that makes sense. So maybe a cop out on the answer that you you gave, but I think that's the process for people to maybe think about um, as they are trying to think about those goals to set. I think that's great, man. I want to double down on that because the idea I've seen people set goals like quickly of saying, like, I want to achieve that promotion for next year. But then when you look at their vision and their opportunities and their fuel and their obstacles and stuff, it has nothing to do with the promotion from work. They don't need the more money. Maybe they're not really looking for more responsibility at work. They're just driven people who tend to set goals for themselves because they saw a goal and that looks like a goal and something I can achieve. So I'm going to go do it. If you really go through this process right, and you really take the time to take the my vision, my strengths, my opportunities, my obstacles, my fuel, you're going to set goals that really impact your life, not just set goals that you can achieve. Diana? Yeah, I, I love that. I was going to say that I am definitely a, a pro, the processor on our team. I'm the one who's always like, I don't know, I need to think about it. And so even when we did these live and it took, I think we did them over the course of two hours, um, I still walked away and was like, I want to think about these things. And I love that you reiterated the tie it back to your vision, because there have definitely been times where me as a very driven person just said, like, I want to become COO. Right. And, and so I did that, but honestly, it didn't change my life all that much. I just have the good, I just have the title. Right. But my job, while it's a little different, it's not, it didn't change my life. Right. It, that wasn't a very good goal, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. It's interesting. I, you learn from it, though. Like you it do. learns that you teach you. It teaches you. It still moves you forward. So just take some pressure off of you for setting the wrong goals. Even the wrong <laughs> goals give you insights, like even yeah. a goal that we'll call it a hollow goal. It wasn't bad. It's not bad. But when you accomplish it, you're like that didn't leave me where I thought I needed to be. And I imagine that happens to a lot. Having worked through with a lot of people through this, sometimes people We'll talk about like specific relationships or finding a new relationship or something in here. And it's like, well, that's the goal, but it's not really the goal. So like you achieve it and then you're like, well, that didn't fill the gap I was looking for. And that's okay. Uh, we're, as part of this process, it's got to be iterative and you got to kind of go back over this. So, so that's all right. So let, let's look for those goals that you can set for yourself. I know some goals like I've set in the past as I, I've set health goals for the last couple of years for myself. 
which has been successful until more recently, uh, which I've fallen off the wagon, which makes me initially think I should set another health goal for next year, but I clearly think I need to change something. So clearly having the health goal is not just that. So something else is I need to change something deeper there to shift that. And I think it's because I've grown to one of the things I've liked, I'm just, just to give an insight of how this process can work. I've really found more joy in like the travel and stuff we do. And some of the travel stuff is coming around like food and drink, which directly conflicts with my health goal. So I have to find a way to like align those two things. That's so, so that's a piece of that, that I think I've discovered. So I got to work through that. So that, that gives you an idea of like what you might be thinking through. If you list those goals out now, those goals should be like, again, three, five, something like that, you know, don't do four, but you can do three or five goals that you can lay out. And then think about the next piece is to list out my steps. What steps do you want to take? Now, steps are an action. They're a thing you can do. It's a bite-sized piece. So if your goal is to improve relationships or something over the course of the year, your step might be to, I'm going to reach out to Joe and I'm going to have a cup of Joe with Joe. I don't know why that was a weird example. A one. Cup of coffee with Joe. Maybe that's why they call it Joe. I don't know. But it's the idea. It's the thing that you can do. So like for me, when I first started the health journey thing, I realized like, I don't know. I know I need to be healthy, but I don't know what that really looks like. So like one of my early steps was to meet with my doctor and say like, I want to commit to being healthier or like, let's assess where my health is at so I can see where I'm at. So I have some idea of some measurements and he gave me some really good, powerful steps that I could take to help my, make myself uh, more healthy. So we'll think about some steps that we can take moving forward. And then the last piece to this is the partners, is your partners. And I think these two things go together very well. You can't do this all alone. If you take this goal and you write all this stuff down and you do this on the side, you're going to forget about it. You're going to go back to work. You're going to forget about all these things that you set. If you could come up with a partner and all you have to do is really meet with that partner once and sit down with them and say, hey, let's go through this process together. Let's fill this out. Let's, let's conversate back and forth on what each of these things are for us. Let's set those goals, but then set a commitment to check back in with each other. And it doesn't have to be hours and hours and hours of meetings with the other person. Just check back in once a month, say, we're going to do a 10 minute call. I'm going to ask you, how are your goals doing? It just creates some accountability for yourself and for the other person. And also somebody that you can bounce off things that you're running into. So, oh, I'm running into this obstacle. Well, why is that holding you back? Why are you letting it hold you back? Those types of things, somebody else can challenge you. So we're looking for partners and things. This last year, um, Bethany Bishop, who used to work here for us and moved to Nashville, she created this and her and I have been partners this year. And I talked to her uh, at least once a month and we'll text back and forth and stuff like that and say, how are you doing on your goals? Where are you succeeding? What are you not succeeding on? And we'll meet and we'll go over those goals and then help each other get past those. So think about your goals, but then break it down into bite-sized chunks. The goals can be elephants, the steps are the bite-sized pieces, and then the partners are the accountable parts to that. So as you're going through that process, think about making deliberate time to, to commit to this throughout the year, not just now, but into the future. What do you both, as, as we talk through the process, like what are your takeaways from going through this process, even the short version of it that we just followed here on the podcast? Go ahead, Diana. I was just going to say that I love the reflection part of this. I like that I have intentionally taken the time to think about it. I think we often set a resolution without thinking about it. Like I'm going to work out more. Okay. But why are you doing that? And what's the bigger picture behind it? And, and is that going to get you to your ultimate end? And I love that 
we as a team and as a company have always sort of taken the time to intentionally reflect and decide how to move forward. I think for me, there's going to be parts of this as you're walking through it that were easier to fill out than other parts of this. And I would just encourage you to kind of consider those, those parts that were maybe not as easy to fill out and then maybe see why, like maybe some of your goals need to reflect on, I need to start taking care of those, those types of things. Um, first, I also like where we're considering the fuel because it's the, these things, I would say the vast majority of the quote unquote new year's resolutions or those goal setting opportunities, the vast majority of them do not happen. And I think one of the reasons why they don't happen is because the obstacles are there. We haven't created a game plan to maybe overcome those obstacles and we haven't correctly identified the fuel. And if I don't know what the fuel is, then it's going to be able to hard, you know, be, be hard to, to accomplish anything uh, really. And if it's, if it's difficult for you to accomplish these things, or you just kind of don't want to maybe question the vision too. Like, was that, was that a realistic vision? Do you really want to do that? Or maybe there's something else. Cause I think if it is something that really drives you to want, you know, man, I would, I would love to do that. Then you should probably just be able to tangibly look at a few things says, what have you done to, to try to help, help you achieve that? And if, if I can't answer that really well, then maybe my vision is off in the first place. I love that. I think that I loved your insight, especially about the parts where the parts that are harder for you to fill out might be where your biggest opportunities lie. That's where you're, you might be missing something. So partner with somebody that knows you get some help in trying to find out why are you struggling with that area and enter into this project process courageously. Don't be afraid to put something on there. Like if it strikes you, just write it down. Like just start it off by writing it down. If something hits you, write it down. Even if it's like, well, that's weird. Why did that come to me? It might be more important to you than you think it is. It might be even some minor detail of something. One of the things I wrote down one year was like cluttering clutter in my house. And I just started to work on decluttering our house. And it was kind of those projects that kind of added a lot of fuel for myself. And it really did take away some noise for myself. And I, I think that was almost my subconscious telling myself, hey, that doesn't seem like it should be a big deal, but it's a bigger deal than you think it is. So, so listen to yourself, be courageous, take those big steps. We've seen people make some major life changes through this process. So that's taking some time to get out of your own way get out of the day-to-day -day busyness and take some time to reflect, to set those goals for next year. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast, this very special holiday podcast that we brought to you here from the people-centric team. Uh, we wish you and your family the very, very best holiday. Uh, enjoy some time, take some time, downtime to enjoy each other, but also take some time to think about next year and to work on yourself, not just work in yourself, but work on yourself, just like we would say inside of a company. And if you have any suggestions for more episodes for next year, we're starting to plan our calendar for next year. So if you have any episodes that you really would like to, uh, like topics you'd like us to explore, how can they find out? How can they reach out to us, Diana? Uh, the easiest way is to just email me directly at morethanwork at peopleccg.com. And if you guys want the form that we walked through, that we fill out with the team that we use every year, on goal setting, email me. I'd be happy to share it with you and send it along. There you go. Sending out some resources free. That's our Christmas gift to you. So That's fun. our Christmas gift to you. So everyone go out there and enjoy the holidays and stay safe. And we will see you at our next episode of the More Than Work podcast. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the More Than Work podcast. Join us next time. And in the meantime, lead well.